Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome to your weekend, everybody. Time for another edition of The Odds Couple. Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you. We are presented, as always, by Circa Casino and Resort. Glad to have everybody along with us as we roll into the first full weekend of NFL preseason action. And it seems like a good place to start, my good friend. We've got football. It could be a little tedious and a little boring this time of year. I know we're all counting down the days. I believe it's 27 now until that opening Thursday night. We can't wait for it to get here. But if you like to gamble and you like football, this weekend will provide some opportunities, Mikey. Hey, good to talk to you, Carm. Good to talk to my buddy Eric Kostrowski. Let me tell everybody this. I went one and one last night. I mean, preseason is no go. different than regular season. Uh, Pete Carroll wins one for me. I lose the other game. Uh, people that are surprised that Stroud can't play uh, or didn't look very good. What, what school did he go to? I will tell you once again. I mean, this guy is playing with talent that he – that he never dreamt of playing with. It's so deficient compared to what he played with at Ohio State. But also, he looked absolutely small and deplorable in his first game. So we'll see but, what yeah, happens. Right. I mean, listen, I, I, it's but hard. But don't to... tell me Mills can't beat him out. Oof. Hey, Mills. You know what? I'll tell you about this. He had a he had a, a digression last year. He he did. But I also know this. If they're planning on starting Stroud, plan on losing early. I mean, he's a young kid. He's smallish. I was surprised. I thought he'd show, give a better showing. He doesn't look as athletic as Justin Field. I don't think he is. No. Yeah, it, it didn't look good. You're, no, you're not it wrong. Didn't look, no. I mean, if you're them, you're going, okay. But, but he might be. have looked great, you know, in, in practices and stuff like that. But that's – I knew a guy that I played softball with. He'd bomb the ball in practice, and then he'd go over four with three pop-ups in the oh, game. Oh, God. It's one you of know those. how that goes. Yeah, of course. Like the all-training camp uh, legend, you know, we used Absolutely. to call them. The, the, the Bourbonnais, the, the, the first-team Bourbonnais stars, you know, and then they'd get into the regular season, the lights would be bright. But it was good to bet. It was good to get the feet wet, get ready to go. Yeah. I mean, as far as baseball's concerned, I mean, I, I talked to my buddy. I go, Carmen, I had a bad week uh, again last week. We haven't struggled like this for a while. And he goes, what's your percentage? I go, 45%. He goes, you're doing good. Yeah. That's what he said about baseball, and he's involved in that end of it. You know That's what I'm saying? That's how hard baseball is, I tell you. Absolutely. Well, the Bears will play their first preseason game tomorrow. You're going to hear it right here on your home for Chicago Bears football. Yep. ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Bears laying three and a half at home against the Titans. The starters are going to play a little. We don't know how much, but Matt Eberflus did reveal after Tuesday's practice up at Hallis Hall uh, that, or maybe I think that was Wednesday's practice, actually, that the starters are going to play a little, including Justin Fields. He said that there's sort of a range that they have an idea for certain guys. I don't think it'll be a ton. Titans will probably play it in a similar way. I would anticipate less of the Titans starters to actually play. Mike Vrabel's not going to be head coaching. He's turning the duties over for the game to one of his assistants and his assistant head coach. But the Bears are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And if you remember last year, Mike, in Matt Eberflus's first year as head coach, the Bears did go 3-0 and straight up against the spread. Uh, in his first season. So sometimes that's the best way to handicap these exhibition games. How serious Yeah, because I don't the think they won all it. them games, did they? They did. They went 3 0, and they went 3 0 oh, against the oh, numbers. So they well, covered, the Bears, too. Okay. They covered beautiful. all of them, and they won all of them. And again, that sometimes is the best. You know, Mike said last night he won on Pete Carroll. 
these games can be hard to handicap, but if you look at the coaches traditionally and how they do in the preseason, you right. get an idea on how serious they take it. And Pete Carroll has pretty good numbers, believe it or not, for what it's worth in the preseason. And we only bring it up from a gambling standpoint because it does maybe give you a little insight into how these organizations are going to attack these games. The Titans, on the reverse, are just 6-10-2 against the number in the preseason under Vrabel. So maybe he's a coach that doesn't take it quite as seriously. I agree with you. I agree with you. And, you know, the only thing, like we were talking about Stroud, there's going to be a competition in that camp, okay? Mm-hmm. Regardless, Case Keenum, Mills, Stroud, you know what I'm saying? I I still don't like the fact that Fields has been handed the job every year. We're going to find out about him early, but there's been no competition, so he no. better be starting because well, starting yeah. those other guys is a waste of time. I mean, Jim, what are you doing? I mean, you, I, 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 unless you don't care, but they're afraid of injury. They're afraid of it's early. But, man, the more reps he gets again in the preseason, I mean, I remember in the preseason – and they didn't even call preseason exhibition games when they had six of them. Mm-hmm. The starters played most of the those games. Yeah, it's and, so and different. They, they'd play half. Yeah. I mean, it's so different now. Yeah. Hey, enjoy the guys that will never play. Well, that's what this is. This is about the backups. And the, like, that's right. This is filling out the back end of your roster. And it is important for those guys. I mean, I get it. Yurko talks about it all the time. He needed the preseason when he before he established himself Absolutely. in the league. Waddle needed the preseason before he sort of established himself in the league. So I, I get it. I agree with that. You know, and like it, but it, it gets to be a Two tedious good examples, watch. by the way. Two yeah, great right? examples. You know, yep. so uh, there's the angle on Bears and Titans tomorrow at Soldier. The other thing we always talk about, and you know, like people that have been gambling or listening to this show or just in any sort of gambling space uh, know about the legend that is John Harbaugh in the exhibition season. <laughs> you have to go back to 2015, if you can believe it, folks, to find the last time the Ravens lost a preseason game. That is, uh, that, I'm not misspeaking. Uh, you can go back and, and check what I said again, and you can go fact check it. You have to go back to 2015. 15 to find I the think last it's time 20 the plus lost games. The it is. It's 26 consecutive wins. They're 23 and 3 against the number over that span. It's hilarious. And you the know Eagles what usually happens? Four against the Eagles tomorrow night. You know why people are always hesitant to bet a guy like him? Because sooner or later, it's supposed to be about the law of averages. But right. that doesn't have anything to do with John Harbaugh and the law it's, of averages. It's crazy. You know, i got to be honest with you. He coaches better in the preseason than he does than in, he the might, in the regular season. season. <laughs> I'm just being honest about it. I just I watch it with my own eyes. I go, God, I wish the preseason Harbaugh was coaching in the regular season. It's too funny, man. I'll yeah. tell you. So that's, uh, we always love throwing that stat out. We'll see what they Absolutely. do tomorrow night. And then Mike and I might be talking about that uh, streak continuing when we break down week two in the preseason next week on the odds couple another thing i wanted to talk football wise uh with you about mike here while we have a minute is nfl mvp you know we've kind of gone over it we everybody knows at this point you got to find the quarterback it's just about finding the right one adrian peterson was the last non-quarterback to win the award that was all the way back in 2012 only three running backs have won it this century this is a quarterback award but the other thing that stands out and, you know, uh, somebody had mentioned uh, they were listening to our show last week and we were talking about quarterbacks. And, you know, it's sort of surprising to see Fields at 
15, 18, 20 to 1. It feels like that should be more like 50 to 1. Even a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who I believe in, uh, being as short as 15, 16 to 1 in some spots, do we really think the Jags are going to go out and win 12 games? And I bring that up to talk about the, the relevance and the importance of not only finding the right quarterback, but the good team that that quarterback is on. Absolutely. It's not like baseball where. Shohei's going to, in a landslide, that team might be 500 and he's going to win the MVP award. Uh, Stanton in 17 won the award in I Miami. I saw Andre Dawson sign uh, a blank uh, check. 100%. And, and uh, finished in last place. Finished I saw in Ernie last Banks. place. Listen, uh, right, Ernie Banks. Ernie uh, Banks, two years in a row. Mike it's, Trout was on a team in, in 2019. He was the MVP. They won 72 games. Uh, Bryce Harper's team was barely 515 right. in Washington. He was the MVP. That doesn't happen in the NFL. No. I went back and I looked. Since 2013, all quarterbacks, of course, the average number of victories for the MVP's team is 12.8. 12.8. The teams with the NFL MVP over that span have a winning percentage of 785. So you find the right quarterback on a great team. Well, remember That's what this. you got to look for. Brady and Mahomes. Brady and Mahomes, if you look at the MVP. But then you see Rodgers won as many, I think, more MVPs than Brady did. He's got four. Yeah, he's got one I mean, more. that's insane, yeah. number one. Four. But number two, it, you're right. It's it's how the, the teams perform. Yes. I, if, if somebody reaches above expectations and then uh, does something like go deep into the playoffs, then the quarterback's always got the upper hand. We talked about fields last week. I don't understand the 16-1 to one yeah. unless Vegas – Know something that we don't know. Maybe it's time for a breakout year. Maybe the bear defense causes some turnovers. Maybe Fields mm. gets off to a good start because it doesn't make any sense. I remember, I mean, Vegas, even when Tiger was injured, didn't dare set the odds at 50 to 1 or right. 60 to 1 or 70 to 1 because guess what? If he did win, and he did in 2015 with the Masters, yeah. you were in trouble. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm with Mike. I, and, I, like, again, Lawrence, who I, I think very highly of. Uh, I Justin, think they might digress. A whole, well, they might. I mean, I think they got a good team. I like some of the things they did in the offseason, what they did to try to help him. I think year two under Peterson will be good for him. But I, I don't know if I believe that that's a 12-win team. So, no. to Mike's point, like, do I, if, if I'm looking at a quarterback to – in the let's just say fifteen to twenty to to one range, you know, which are, are better odds than betting Mahomes, Burrow, Allen at this point. They're all single digits. Before I look at Lawrence or Fields on teams that you know maybe win somewhere between seven and eleven games, I might look at a team like the Cowboys that could go out and win twelve, or the Dolphins if Tua stays healthy that could go out and win twelve. You You've got to find though? a team that's going to win twelve or thirteen games. If you're going to correlate that to the, if the quarterback being the If you bet the Cowboys, because I'm going back into my history, every year I thought they've gonna, they're going to get it done. I'm the guy that says, listen, that guy kicked my ass the first five times by meeting him in the alley, and this time I'm going to get him. No! It never happens. It never happens. So <laughs> I hear the Cowboys every time I know. being mentioned, Carm, and I'm cowboyed out. I mean, I, and I'm this, also I, Dak I, Prescott it out. I, I have... I, I, I don't – the only position I have on the Cowboys, I did bet they're over. Um, I'm over I on the Cowboys nine and a half. I hope so. Well, but you're listen, a younger man. I'm worn out from the, from the right. 90s and I everything. Know. I know. Listen, <laughs> and, I, and I know exactly what you're saying and, and where you're – the angle and how you're attacking this because – and it's why I don't have a position on the Cowboys team. They haven't won since the early 90s. That's they, it. I, come on. I, I haven't bet them to win the Super Bowl. I have not bet them to win the division yet, although I think I might, but I haven't. But I did bet them over nine and a half. Those nine and a halves are starting to disappear from the and market. And Prescott too. We, gets hurt. 
And, well, that and, would be bad. Yeah. Well, although that's the whole thing. Although with Cooper Rush games. last year, would they would they they would, would they go like five and two in the Cooper Rush games or something? What was it? I mean, they won. They got a brand new uh, 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 offensive coordinator. They do. They do. McCarthy. Look, I don't I don't dislike McCarthy like other people do. I'm not I even think, a huge fan of his, to be honest. I think but. there's worse coaches than he is. And I guess he, what has he won? Twelve games the last two years. Or Twelve something? games the last two years. Well, if anybody, if Chicago had a coach that did that, we'd be falling all over ourselves. The the only thing is, and I think you're right, the Cowboys eventually will cowboy. They'll probably get into the playoffs, and they'll disappoint. Didn't people think McCarthy would be gone by now? Yes, I thought he would be. I'm surprised he's still there. Well, I think the players respect him. He's got Super Bowl credentials. He's worked with a main-time quarterback, a couple of them before. Now he's got this guy, Prescott, that everybody's predicting. But now, here's the year. If they don't get it done this year... Jerry Jones, of course, who's been a problem. I love the guy, but he's been an issue as the leader of this team. But they put the pieces all together, and this should be the year. And if it doesn't happen, it's either going to be Prescott put on notice oh, or the coach. Oh, it's going to be McCarthy. It's probably going to be McCarthy. That yeah. team's got a lot of talent. Well, yeah, because Prescott's got a long contract, and he's a good quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't love the coach. I love their defensive coordinator. That they were able to retain Dan Quinn, I think, is huge. This defense has real teeth, and I love the offense. Uh, obviously, they Why don't you like McCarthy? I just don't think he's a very good coach. Well, let me ask you something. Ask Aaron Rodgers who else he won a Super Bowl with. Well, that's a good point. Well, I mean, I'm just saying this. Nobody. Everybody. Well, how about the other guys? This guy Lafleur. I don't know. He I, he bumbles the clock constantly. I don't I like know. his offensive philosophy. I wish he would be more aggressive. I'm, we'll see if Schottenheimer decides to be a little bit more aggressive down there. I don't know. There's just I don't think he's a very good coach. And and ultimately, but I. But he my, has won a Super Bowl and he's won 24 games in two years. I know they won 12 and five. If wins 12 games. They're gonna, ha- you know what's gonna happen on Ontario. Eberflusses it's, for for ribs and chops. Yeah. Twelve and five in each of their last two years. It's why I do like that over nine and a half. I think it's a good move. When we come back, we'll talk to our buddy Luke Pergandy, and we'll talk a little Heisman Trophy odds with Luke. Uh, the St. Jude, the start of the FedEx Boy. playoffs is this weekend, uh, and Jordan Spieth, a former winner down there. Had a real nice day in round one, so we'll talk about some of the golf. I know Mike always loves wagering on these big golf oh, yeah. tournaments. So we got plenty to talk. Uh, we got plenty to talk about with Luke Pergandy when he joins us. Jim Miller's got ponies a little bit later on. We got more to do, folks. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Casino and Resort. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN One Thousand. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. Catch up on demand all weekend long with the great ESPN Chicago app. Uh, Don't forget to have that on your smartphone. It is free and easy to use. You should also have the PropSwap app. And every week we talk to one of the founding members. If you've never been on PropSwap, what are you waiting for, especially with the big weekend upon us? Football, in a sense, is back. I know it's the preseason, but wagering opportunities. Start thinking about all your futures bets. Baseball. Uh, coming down the home stretch, and we've got a big golf tournament this weekend, too. So make sure you have the app. And we get out to the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline right now and say hello to one of our weekly guests, Luke Pergandy. Oh, it's time to hey guys. make some money. Hey, guys. I'm Mike. Hey, How are you, Luke. pal? Good. How are you? We're Good. doing well. We got uh, It's a fun time of year. Baseball's starting to heat up. We're rolling into football. Mike and I were talking about NFL MVP odds again. We know it's a quarterback award. Same thing for the Heisman Trophy. Little bit uh, easier for a running back to potentially win it in college. But even that, we've seen the transition uh, to passing offenses and dynamic playmakers. And quarterbacks really win this award more often than not. Caleb Williams is your favorite. 
to repeat uh, at 5-1. to one. I find the interesting mover up the board here, though, guys, has been Quinn Ewers. You talk about Mike and I were just talking about all the hype around the Cowboys, and they always seem to, uh, to disappoint. Same thing with Texas, although I really like the Longhorns. I think their schedule and everything else shapes up for them to have a good year. Uh, they have historically here in the last 10 or 15 sort of underachieved, but how about the move that Quinn Ewers is making up that board, and what's the appetite like for uh, Heisman odds on the app and on the, white, on the website right now, Luke? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, Steve Sarkeesian has had his off-the-field issues, but in terms of quality of a football coach, he's right up there with, with the best of them. So I, I get the hype, and obviously, Quinn Ewers is a super highly regarded prospect. So, uh, of course, was at Ohio State before transferring to Texas. I get it. Um, I To me, like, Caleb Williams, obviously, is the clear-cut favorite. He'll probably be a lock for the number one NFL draft pick yep. next year yep. if he stays healthy. And that's that's what we always see with these awards is there's injury risk, you know, and um, that's that's what you have to hedge against. So I think putting a 5-1 to one Caleb Williams uh, bet in your pocket and adding an Ewers or Jane Daniels or Clay Kubnick, you know, putting a few bucks on those guys who are in the double-digit odds versus mm-hmm. the single-digit makes sense. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Texas is just like the Dallas Cowboys. It's false hope as far as I'm concerned. And the weight of being the Texas head coach, whether it's Sarkeesian or anybody else, Herman, any of those guys is as bad or as heavy, in my opinion, as being the head coach in Notre Dame or some of these other schools. And it, they've just come up short. But you know what? There's always There's always hope. My point is... Is there hope for the Chicago Cubs? And we were talking earlier, Luke, about manager of the year. Uh, Carmen and I said last week we were going to discuss it. Is that starting to heat up? And where's Ross? Because I said at All-Star break, I still don't know if this guy can manage or not. And then I just scratched my head, turned around, and now they're about a half game a game out of the wild card. And, uh, you know, after Toronto, things will get easier for him. Yeah. It's a fair question. So, yeah, uh, looking at the odds, they are now down to 40 to 1. The Cubs. Yeah. That is crazy. That? I mean, think about it. Uh, six weeks ago, think they were about where they were. They were 150 to 1, yeah. like um, six weeks ago. Unreal. Um, so, just a, a, an incredibly drastic move. I, I agree with you. Like, what, you know, that puts Ross right in the thick of it. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, I, I agree with you, Mike. That's, that's a really Well, you know what bet. Carmen said? I, I'm guessing Carmen David brought Bell? up Smiley. Yeah, Smiley. They put him right yeah. in the bullpen. He had a couple bad starts. Get in the bullpen. That's good decision-making, yeah. guys. Yeah, and, and manager of the year odds aren't always as easy to find. Not everybody likes to hang those prop, that, uh, that, that, that prop for whatever reason. I don't know why. I always find it uh, that they're a little bit trickier to find. I, I would have to imagine in the NL, I mean, David Ross, the way they've played, especially in the second half, if they keep this up, yep. is going to have to be near the top of the list. I would think David Bell, too, if the Reds continue to kind of hang on. They're faltering a little And then, I don't know, how do you feel about you know, a guy like Snitker? I mean, is it, well, we expect the Atlanta Braves to be good? I mean, mm-hmm. I always think that's a little unfair to a coach or a manager. They're 72-41 and 41 for crying out loud. Um, you know, yeah. I think it is a pretty interesting race. The interesting Cub that is flown up the the board here if you look at one specific uh bet guys and i and i happened to look at it this morning and the nl for the cy young zach allen's still your favorite although he has not pitched as well here in the second half he's Steel's two to one stud. blake snell is two is uh, about two and a half to one justin Steele's five to one you guys 13 and three two how point about six that eight. yep like that's talk about another guy luke that you could have had some pretty decent value on six weeks ago yeah 
Totally. Um, yeah, I believe he was twenty to one um, in July, early July. Yeah, I'll have to props up. We have a store historical odds, so mm-hmm. I'll pull that up. But yeah, uh, Steele is, I'm sure, was uh, double digits at at the break. No question. Absolutely, and he's down to five to one, and it might come down to. You know, which of those teams is sort of jockeying for wild card position there? And Arizona's kind of fallen back. The Cubs have left them in the wild card standings. You know, it might, and uh, we know the disappointing season the Padres have had. They're trying to hang around, but it might come down to, you know, sometimes voters will lean towards the team that makes the postseason. Maybe Spencer Strider. Uh, closes strong and climbs from eight to one to sort of be in the favorite because he's on the best team in the league. But you know, you wonder what that correlation is like sometimes between I know how voters in a close race are going to value a guy that helped get his team to the playoffs. You know, yeah. So we we see this all the time in the NFL MVP race is that there is recency bias, incredibly high recency bias for the voters when they value the last third of the season far higher than they did the first two-thirds of the season. So there's absolutely whoever is playing the best to finish the season always has a a larger percentage of votes relative to the first part of the season. So um, definitely how how August and September goes will impact it greater than May, June, July. Yeah, Mike and I talked about the correlation for NFL MVP between, you know, wins too, that the the, the last 10 years, the average, you know, the the guy that won the MVP, and they're all quarterbacks, of course, they've averaged 12.8 wins per season. You got to find that quarterback that played great and his team goes out there and and at least wins 12 or 13 games. And there's, that's what the voters are looking for in their minds, like you said, in that, that final third of the season. And that's why I think these last six weeks, if the Cubs continue this and if Steele pitches well, like he all of a sudden is very much in the yep. conversation. So it's uh, it's interesting and fascinating stuff. All right, in golf this weekend, FedEx Cups, uh, FedEx Cup, excuse me, St. Jude. Uh, these big golf tournaments always attract a lot of attention on the app, right, Luke? Yep. Yeah. It's you know we've seen just guys that are using props a lot and then that are betting in golf, it's just a completely different approach to the weekend. Right. Because instead of buying one guy and then having to figure out on Sunday morning, do you make four hedge bets, do you make six hedge bets, do you not hedge at all, it's like just sell it on Sunday morning. Yep. So if you buy it from us on a you know Friday morning and then sell it on Sunday morning, you're locking in profit and you don't have to make additional hedge bets. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a completely different uh, approach than you traditionally see, and people are making a ton of money. Luke, enjoy the weekend, buddy, and we will catch up next Friday. Thanks, guys. You too. <laughs> Keep up the good work. That's our Listen, guy. Oh, yeah. Justin Luke? Steele, 13-3, 2.68. I loved him when I first saw him, but he's, I will say this. He's been great. He might be the MVP of the team alone. I mean, people what, on me. What about Ballinger? Well, that's between the two of them. Yes. Because Strowman's starting to falter. Yes. Smiley's in, Smiley's been in the uh, sent to the bullpen yep. with uh, efficiency that every pennant contending team should do. You have question marks with Hendricks, but who's the guy that if wasn't if he wasn't thirteen and three, and we know Bellinger's responsible, but there's a lot of other players that have come through uh, for uh, as far as regular players. Uh, uh, getting it done so right now those are the two favorites for mvp of the cup team i totally agree with you and for an organization that by and large has kind of struggled here and through you know through all the success that they have had under theo now jed they they've struggled with 
uh, developing a lot of top-end pitching within their own organization. Justin Steele was drafted by the Cubs way back in 14 uh, out of uh, high school in Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a fifth-round pick, and they've developed him. He's been a revelation, Mike. And like you said, he's 13-3. and three. He's Hoyer got the most don't wins. Play. He's got the best ERA plus in the National League. It's been very impressive. Hoyer, don't play. Get down, yeah. get in the bullpen. You didn't yeah. get the job done. You gave right. him six yeah. runs the other night. You were hanging curveballs right over the middle of the plate. We'll, uh, we'll break down that game a little yep. bit more in that series uh, that the Cubs have, a big series against the Jays in Toronto. The White Sox will try to do the Cubs a favor as they have an interleague series and host the Milwaukee Brewers over the weekend. So we'll continue to uh, discuss some of that. We'll talk a little baseball with you coming up. Jim Miller's got ponies later on, and then we'll throw a couple of best bets your way before we're out of here. Don't go anywhere, folks. More to do, more to come. We're having fun. It is Carmen and Mike. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple. Get you set for the weekend. We are presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike and Carmen with you each and every week. Catch up on demand on the app. We'll be on late this Saturday for the Encore Replay. Normally, they'll get us on Saturday mornings, but, of course, there's a preseason Bears game tomorrow. We are your home for Chicago Bears football, so all the bells and whistles. Uh, the pre-pre-show with Black and Abdallah into the network pre-game with Sylvie and Dion, and then the game. We'll be on after the White Sox. So uh, tomorrow cool. night, Saturday night, if you're driving around, you can catch us. But, again, listen on demand. That's just the best well, way. Well, you know what? Soon. If I don't go out it and stay out at midnight anymore, my voice might as well be on. Forget about it. <laughs> That's a good point, Mike. My God. I'll have one eye open trying to keep the radio on. Uh, try to stay up. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so the Cubs start this weekend series uh, after a day off yesterday north of the border in Toronto against the Jays. Both teams pushing for the playoffs. It's Javier Assad versus Jose Barrios. As Mike said, the Cubs aren't messing around here. Smiley has struggled. You couple that with the fact that the Blue Jays are about a top seven team, top ten team in most of the metrics uh, offensively across baseball in terms of kind of feasting on left-handed pitching. I think it's a good idea by the Cubs. They're going to Assad, who did have a start in Toronto and pitched well last year. He's kind of bounced back and forth as a starter and a reliever for them. Barrios has been good, a 231 ERA, a 335 FIP since July 1st. His splits favor his home starts. The Jays are 6-4 and four straight up in his home starts. But uh, the Cubs on the money line at plus 130, you know, we'll see uh, what they can do here to try to avoid a uh, two-game losing streak. They have been very good here in the second half. They haven't, they've only lost back-to-back games in the second half twice, Mike, and they're 17-9 and straight up yeah. since the break. So even Bounce though they lost team. that series to the Mets, they've played well. Well, you know, I don't mind them going one and two in New York. I, I go back to the day where they lost three, all three. Sweet. Yeah. So it's a, th- a two-game swing. If you if you go zero and three, so to go one and two on the road here, I'll tell everybody this right now. If you're a Cub fan, you want to go one and two in Toronto at 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 the least. At the least, but you can't get swept. That deflates a team. That yeah. gives the team that you're chasing an opportunity. The Cubs have cashed in. I don't think they'll get swept. I'm not especially happy about the matchup tonight. There's mm. nothing we can do about it. It's That's a tough matchup. Uh, yeah, against a guy like Barrios, it is. It's tough. And the team. They're a good team. Toronto, yeah. they they are uh, starting to climb. They're in the American League. It's a tough a tough road to hold, no doubt, the way that uh, they started out. And they've come back nicely. But, uh, you know, I just think that... Uh, the Cubs, uh, you know, and I, 
I know I got the invitation to the brand new baseball diamond dinner as co-executive of the year because I I pulled uh, Bellinger off the trade deadline on Thursday, and Carmen was right. <laughs> Carmen Carmen was right. On, he said by Saturday. They had no choice, but no I choice. called it on Thursday. You did. You did. Now I'm being recognized, and uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to gra- grab it with Hoyer or not. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? They've they've made everybody interested at least. Carmen, it's given oh, you. It's totally. given you guys. Totally. I've been there. Totally, uh, uh, something to talk about, something to be involved with, and it's given us a winning spirit, like I said last week. You're 100% right about that. I mean, you know, you're you're watching baseball. It's a long-ass season. This is what you're hoping for, that your team yep. is, is relevant. The team Come on, baby. For, Mike and I like the White Sox. They, they've been out of it since tax day, for crying out loud. They, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they stopped making it. They, we, we've been disinterested since the middle of April, for crying I've out loud. I've seen Casino five times since it, they were out of it exactly. on HBO. That's uh, how long it's been because they don't play it every day. Exactly. Cubs but are I, seven and three as a money line dog straight up in the second half. You know, to to our point here, they have played pretty well. And like Mike said, if they could at least go in there, you you don't want to get swept. That's what you have no. to avoid at every turn. Go here one right and now. two if you have to. Two and yeah. one, like Atlanta. Yeah. I, I I said they'd go one and two against Atlanta. They went two and one. But also, let me also say this. Along with me receiving the award at this brand new baseball diamond dinner, I don't know where it's going to be at. <laughs> baseball diamond dinner. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Rogers. Oh, of course. Who's yeah. done the managing job How about that nobody else could do. How about the work Jesse did? Well, first of all, that doesn't surprise me. He comes from uh, a sort of like a terrain where people were called out on a regular basis. He's a bulldog. But, yeah, he is, and I'm proud of him, and I'll I, say I, this I about Jesse. Jesse has done a better managing job by naming names, and he'll be receiving the award for manager of the year. That's great. Because they're running through the bag now. They're playing hard. This is the best time. I happen to think the White Sox could give Milwaukee a run for their money tonight because they got, they're got they on a mission. They got rid of some of the trash, okay? But here's my point, and I want to ask you this, Carm. Did you guys bring this up at all? Okay. I heard Han, and I heard... Pedro. I heard Han say Pedro said uh, four weeks ago. And I said a long time ago we were having cultural problems. Then why didn't you have a list of rules the next day tacked on the wall? Good good question. Why didn't you if if you're Rick Han I want to ask this question because I've been a boss. I've been a boss in a different field. If something's going on you nip it in the bud. And if you can't nip it in the bud, here's the rule. Hey, show up to your appointments on time Yep. Be at the ballpark at a certain time. If you don't, you're going to be benched. You're going to be, if you're not getting the job done, kicked off the team maybe or, or peddled, or you may be suspended. What? I'm hearing from a month ago. We told you a month ago, and it's not addressed yet. That's why Pedro and Rickon, sorry, guys. Pedro, you had your chance. Yeah. You Every year you were a bench coach going, give me my chance, right. give me my chance. And you don't have this team in line when you said a month ago they weren't in line? What have you been doing for a month? I, I, it's an excellent point. I can't dispute anything you're saying. I think you're right. So uh, I'm really the first to bring it up, hopefully. Not hopefully, but I haven't listened to the stations around the city a whole lot. But I'm just saying, how can you say that? Oh, a month ago we had problems. Well, why isn't it fixed by what, now? What took so long, exactly. Right. And like you said, now, and I was at the game, I went I'm sorry, Thursday. I'm sorry, I'm emotional. I'm a Sox fan. I know, uh, I know. I, I went Wednesday, it's been ridiculous. Me. I went to the final uh, game against the Yankees, and now all of a sudden they're hustling. Now all right. of a sudden Moncada's busting his ass and out of Jesse the box. And Jesse Rogers is the one that made it because – and then to see Lance Lynn 
grinning with a six ERA, 30 pounds overweight, going on foul play or foul dog or whatever the name it is with A.J. Przinsky. Yeah, Did A.J. Yeah, yeah. Przinsky ask him, were you one of the veterans that helped drag this team to the ground right, instead of leading? It's just, it was a bad mix all the way around, Mike. Yeah, all the you. way around. Uh, last I'm thing on the Cubs for on. tonight. I know, right? Yourself. you got to catch hang your on. breath. It's a good hang. rant. Last thing on the Cubs for tonight. <laughs> we told you they're a uh, they're about a plus. Uh, well, they're about a dollar thirty dog tonight. Yeah. Cubs are seven and three straight up as a money like dog in the second half. Uh, the Cubs have the sixth best run line record in MLB this season. They've covered just a touch over fifty three percent of the time. They are minus a dollar sixty plus the run and a half tonight. If you're interested in Toronto, oh. White Sox are at home against the Brewers, and they'll try to do the Cubs a little I bit. I might find a run and a half. Uh, I don't think it's a bad bet, to be honest, Mike. I don't. I don't, I, I don't think I'm going to give it out as a best bet, no, but I neither. also don't think at a dollar sixty. I don't think it's crazy to buy the run and a half tonight. You know the what? Game. The Cubs and Sox. If the Cubs were to lose tonight and the Sox win, you're still winning back some will. But I just don't think if the Sox go off on a roll now. I mean, are they going to lean on that? Oh, we're awake Oh, please. Now. I don't know how you can. It's I don't know how you can. But I will say this. The Sox could do a tremendous favor for the Cubs tonight. Yeah. Well, they can. Yeah, uh, they can't because the Cubs are two and a half back. They're only a half back in the wild card, but they're two and a half back of the Brewers in the division. Is that great? The Brewers are a minus 170 favorite tonight. That's because Corbin Burns goes to the bump. Oof. He leads the National League in whip and hits a lot per nine. He's been one of the toughest guys to hit. He's been one of baseball's best pitchers the last couple of You know years, how obviously. good the Cubs have been? I mean, when I made that tape, that was like they were seven, eight down in the loss column. I know. I can't believe what's the, what they've done. Been a big charge, a oh, charge yeah. hard Good to time. the finish line. Yeah. Uh, Brewers are five and two mm-hmm. in Burns's last seven starts. He's pitched to a two ERA, two point zero zero ERA over that span. So the Sox in deep tonight. Kopech on the hill against the Brewers, but like we said. They'll try to do the Northsiders a little bit of a favor by knocking off the Brewers. None of the division leaders in the American League, by the way, Mike, have more than a three-and-a-half game lead. I think the race in the East is going to be great. How are my Rangers doing, Carl? Your they Rangers, I'm and- telling you, they, <laughs> you, you want to talk about a great preseason bet by Mike. They're a fun oh. team. They're a good team. They've spent money. It's coming to fruition. Uh, they're minus 110 to hang on and win that division, and the Astros are right on their heels and BB's at got plus the 110. And BB's oh, got dude. the Cubs. And I thought we made a mistake by taking Texas or Cubs no. instead of Tampa Bay. They're 4-11 and 11 in their last 15 at home. I think you're golden. The Cubs are now on pace to win 83 games. Come on, boys. So I think you're golden in well, both of those. I don't say those. that yet, in, but I know. Well, I know, but I mean... You gotta love, the, but you gotta love the spirit that both these teams are playing with right now, and you definitely have to love the way the Rangers have played. And they made, they were aggressive. They went out, they made some trades uh, at the deadline. I know that the Rangers' winning streak ended, but they've won eight of their last ten. That division, I think, is going to come down to be a pretty good one. They've got just that two and a half game lead on How the about Astros. Seattle. Seattle's yeah, Seattle's playing They're doing what good. they did last year all of a sudden. They've won seven in a row. Well, wait, they sold off some of their guys. I'm saying, you know what, maybe it was a good move because Houston and Texas, you got all these teams in front of you, and all of a sudden this team is, I mean, come on, with they've Scott Service? Seven, they've won seven straight, Mike. Is that great or what? It's great stuff. All yep. right, when we come back, we'll get some ponies from Jim Miller, and then we'll give you our best bets before we're out of here. we got more to do. Don't go anywhere, folks. We are cruising along, having a great time rolling into the weekend. It's Mike North. It's Carmen DeFalco. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa. Resort and Casino. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on this week's edition of the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Casino and Resort. Mike and Carmen with you each and every week. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. 
And make sure you follow our next guest. He joins us every week. He is at Hawthorne Gym on Twitter, the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, where there is live action still going on this weekend. Say hello to Jim Miller. Boys, we had a good weekend with some home cooking. Last week we had a win. We had a couple of horses also find the board. So all three horses cash for us. But, guys, this weekend is a painful weekend. It's a painful weekend for me in racing because it's weird to say, Carm, it's Arlington Million Weekend this weekend. Where do they, where do they race the Arlington Million? They're, They're going to race in the parking lot. right? Colonial <laughs> oh, Downs sorry. in Virginia. Colonial Downs in Virginia. Is where they're racing not only the Arlington Million, the Secretariat, and the Beverly D. They took wow. all these races. Churchill Downs has ownership of Colonial Downs. So they just shifted these races over. It, it really, I, I struggle with that because I worked for Arlington Millions at Arlington Park. I just drove by there a week ago and the facility just... It, it, it just it was a hollow shell. Wow. It just looks so weird. This just seems so wrong for me, but the races are happening regardless, guys. Does anybody, well, is there a commissioner of racing, is there somebody that stands up and says, wait a minute, maybe this isn't a good idea? Or is it like, hey, we're just doing it and too bad? It's more along the lines of, we're just doing it, it's too bad. Mm. And that's the one thing that is, is a little bit hard. You, you have kind of a... a an overview for racing with the, with the NTRA, the National Thoroughbred Racing Association, but they don't really get involved in issues along these lines. So it's basically if you're the ownership group that owns the racetrack and it's a race that happened at another one of the racetracks that you own, you can basically ship it around wherever you want. So, for example, guys, the Arlington Million in the past has been run. It was run at Woodbine one year because they had a partnership with Woodbine when Arlington had the fire. So things have moved around, but it happens with other races. There was talk just this past week about the possibility of the Preakness being pushed to four weeks after the Derby instead of two. So, so many things happen. So many things can move. And this one, it just is. It's so tough to think that this is even happening this weekend. Mm. And will they continue this, Jimmy? Or is this like a, a temporary thing? Or do you think they'll just continue to do this going forward? They're going to continue to do this. This isn't a one-off. And it's because okay. these are graded stakes races okay. and races that do have history. So if they do have a place to run them, they're going to run them. And I'll tell you, the one thing where it's lost its luster is Arlington Park had a world-class turf course, and you had all these international racehorses that would come in each and every year. Now you're at Colonial Downs in Virginia. It's just not the same draw. It's not the same facility. It's not the same atmosphere as Chicago. And because of that, they do have the races. The races aren't as good as what they would be if they were conducted at Arlington Park. They're still decent races, but definitely they do lose their luster a little bit. I got bit. the hair on the back of my neck stood up for a minute. You know, my age, I thought Colonial Downs was a senior home or something. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Uh, Jimmy, what's the, uh, real quick here before we get some plays, what's the schedule for the weekend? You guys back racing on Sunday, correct? Yep, yeah, racing on Sunday. So we're racing Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday all the way through the first week of September. And I'll tell you, it's, it's been really good racing. Everybody trying to get those last couple of starts in. So a lot of full fields. We had a pick four last Sunday, guys, that paid $10,000. So it's one of those things for a 50-cent base wager, $10,000 return, just beat a couple of favorites. And the prices have really been good pretty much the entire meet. And don't forget, with the book, with the, uh, the book open, obviously, for yep. business, you can get out there with football coming back, too. All right, so where are we betting on the million? We are. All okay. right. I, you have to do it. I mean, the, these are three races. They hold the history for us. So we're going to bet it. all three horses across the board. Again, this is at Colonial Downs on Saturday. So start out in race eight, the Secretariat Stakes. We're going to bet the five Northern Invader across the board. Race nine is the Beverly D. We'll bet the one Fev Rover across the board. And then as much as it pains me to say, race 10 is the Arlington Million at Colonial Downs. 
and we'll bet the nine Adamo across the board. Ten to one on that horse. I think we could cash a nice ticket there. All right, so this used to be one of the highlights of the summer here in Chicago, but as Jimmy explained, uh, that is no more since Churchill has the ownership. They've moved this to Colonial down, so bet the races. Uh, if you could bring yourself to do it, listen, uh, the bottom line is the bottom line. Let's make some yeah, money. Just you got to make folks. money. Exactly. Uh, the Secretariat is race eight at Colonial Downs. We're going to bet the five horse across the board. The Beverly D is race nine, the one horse across the board. And then the Arlington Million at Colonial Downs. We know it's odd. Bet the nine horse across the board. Is that right, Jimmy? That's right, boys. Hey, regardless, we got to build a bankroll for the NFL season. So let's okay. do it. Sounds good, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Good luck. There's Jimmy! Jim Miller from Hawthorne. Oh, yeah, he Cox was disappointed, boy. Woo. I know, right? You could, you could feel it and hear it. Oh, yeah. Place. I don't uh, blame him. I used to go to that track from the time I was oh, yeah? 13 on. I, uh, you went through two fires. Mr. Dutchess became a friend. So, a lot of what great What are you going to do? He's gone now. And, you know, I mean, he sold before, but, I mean, you know, he was in his 90s and stuff. I know. So, hey, so what are we going to do, Carmen? Are we going to baseball or are Let's, we back uh, into preseason? Well, what are you what are you feeling? I mean, I, I believe it or not, I'm going to try again at baseball, even though I've been a miserable run here the I'm last feeling. month. I, I feel bad, but I, I, I've got one game for tonight. I'll get Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sleep easy tonight. Oh, Good. yeah, you're going, Mike, how can you? You haven't slept easy for 50 years. <laughs> you're about tossing and turning, turning and tossing. Because I'm going to go both ways. And okay. that, as far as sports betting is concerned, yes, yes. let's always preface that. Uh, Green Bay, minus four. Cincinnati, plus four. The mm. money line, Green Bay, minus 190. I'm going to bet the money line. And I'm going to bet Cincinnati plus the four and hope it lands on three. Niddle it. But here's what I do know. I'm not going to go 0-2. Yes. So long, everybody. I love it. That, <laughs> that, is a, that is a thing of beauty, ladies and gentlemen. Take it to the bank right there. I love right? it. Right? Huh? I absolutely love and it. And we might end up winning both. <sighs> I, I'm I'm, ta- I'm torn now. Should we just should I just do a, a come with me on this? Let's ride together. Let's we I'm I'm totally down for that because I love Butch your Cassidy, the way you Cassidy and Sundance that. kid. Remember they had to ride uh, duels. One hundred percent. When they had let the horse go the other way to try to get them off their tracks. I totally love it. Okay. Um, I'll give out one. How about I give out one lean? I'm going to ride with Mike on that. Go I, with I, the I, ba- go. I'll go with you on your pick. I'm going to go one lean uh, under anyway. under in Guardians and Rays in Let's Tampa see. tonight. I'm under right eight and a half. The Guardians can't score runs. They've got six total runs in their last four games. Uh, the kid that they've bumped up to to start tonight, uh, they've got so many injuries in that starting mm-hmm. rotation. Yeah, and they, they dealt Aaron Savale away. Uh, but I like Cleveland them, but still. They, but they do it. I know. They just they keep to win. Rolling. I mean, maybe to win the division, Minnesota, you can't. You know, you don't know. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, Savali against his old team tonight. Uh, I, I just I, I think he'll pitch well. I, I like the under in that game. So did we'll I tell say you, like I, slight lean under eight. Uh, we'll call it a five three final. In we were not here, but did I tell you that? I, I mean, I'm going to be straight up. I was nine and fourteen in street fighting, and I did lose one fight in thirty eight seconds. Never as fast as Jimmy Anderson with the same type of some guy just winding up and yeah, hitting right. me with a lucky Closing punch. His eyes, but I yeah. went down. So I'm not. You know, I, I hear people saying, well, if you ever, I've been in fights, and I had my clock cleaned, but Tim Anderson, that was an all-time quick one. It was an all-timer. It was yep. just all-timer. Unbelievable. All right. We thank Jim Miller and yep. Pergandy for joining us, uh, as always. Great job by our executive producer, Eric Ostrowski. Thank you, E. <laughs> and uh, enjoy football, everybody. Go yes. Bears. Remember, the game's on the air tomorrow. Uh, right here on your home for Bears football. Hope everyone has a great weekend. And, Mikey, uh, we'll talk to everybody again next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.